You're listening to Bloom After Baby, the podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Daggett and Jen Jordan. We're a therapist and a doctor and and both moms of two. We're here to discuss the mental health and wellness needs that are unique to motherhood. From confusing hormone swings to your expanding body to boundaries in tricky relationships, we'll give you the information you need to experience motherhood in a way that feels good to you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome to Bloom After Baby, the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am Rachel Daggett, the therapist half of Bloom After Baby over here. Uh, I'm recording here solo because Dr. Jenny is out sick and my voice actually might sound a little bit different too because I've also been sick. Welcome to um, cold and flu season with Littles. So again, I'm Rachel. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and also a mom of two. And I just wanted to come on today to tell my story a little bit and talk a little bit about my background. Dr. Jen and I both want to have um, sort of short little episodes here at the front end of our um, podcast series so that we can refer back to it or people can refer back if you want to learn more about us and where we come from and why we are even here. So just to start us off, I want to just put this out there and say it. Motherhood has been the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's been so much harder on me, on my body, and on my mind than I even ever thought it would be. And I was somebody who really wasn't always convinced that I wanted to be a mother. Um, I kind of put it off (laughs) for a while. And um, I was terrified for many reasons that I uh, really worked through um, before I decided with my husband um, that we did want to have a baby. But it has rocked me to my core, and I know I'm not alone in that experience. Um, And yeah, if I'm being honest, the idea of motherhood really always, always terrified me. Um, And it, it took me a whole host of my own personal therapy, recovering from some of my own unhealthy ways of coping with my feelings and my anxiety, and a lot of just facing my own demons to come to a place where I felt ready to make that conscious decision to have a child. And man, I am thankful, so grateful that I did that work when I did um, before I became a mom, but it still has been an absolute whirlwind and still has um, brought up so many wounds and demons that I didn't even know were there before. And I also want to recognize that not everybody has the ability or the resources to do what we are going to refer to as the work um, before motherhood. And that is okay. I mean, life is the work itself. Um, But I just, I just wanted to name that even if you've done a lot of therapy and you feel like you're this self-actualized version of yourself, it's okay if motherhood is still kicking your ass. Anyway, with that said, my, my kids so far really, they've been the greatest, tiniest, and toughest little teachers I have ever had. Currently, my son is three and a half. My daughter is seven and a half months old. Um, and, you know, although honestly, on most days, it really does feel like a battle. Um, and some days are just indescribably hard, and I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I'm so 
so incredibly grateful and lucky to have them. And I know that and I hold that in my heart every day, even when I feel like I'm about to jump ship. So professionally speaking, the foundation of my experience and expertise has been primarily in treating eating disorders, depression, anxiety, and working with survivors of relational and sexual trauma or abuse. I have my master's degree in counseling psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. And um, then my license is in marriage and family therapy in the state of California. So like I said, most of my experience previously has been training and working with eating disorders. And a lot of that is teens. And that's been, you know, really a, a, a bulk of life and professional experience that I think has served me so well in preparing for motherhood and then now raising little kids because I was able to really see the long-term developmental trajectory of families and their children and where kind of things can end up when um, these little tinies end up in high school and college and adulthood too. So that's been a really cool perspective to have and kind of like work backwards from in motherhood now. I primarily have trained and studied um, from an emphasis in mindfulness and in integrating the somatic, the mental, and the emotional aspects of the human experience. Something that I really hold on to strongly in all of my work is that our minds and our bodies are connected, period. It's all interrelated. You just, you can't separate the two. And um, so that's been my motivation to go and do, I did a 200 hour foundational um, yoga certification, not with the intent to teach yoga at a studio formally, but to be able to utilize somatic work and breath work and yoga and mindful movements within uh, my therapy work with clients individually. And then I also did an EMDR training, which those of you who aren't familiar, we'll talk more about EMDR in, in future episodes, but EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing. And it's an evidence-based therapy approach that was originally developed in the 80s by Dr. Francine Shapiro. It is most widely used for people suffering from PTSD, war veterans, survivors of sexual or physical trauma, things that you might think of as big T traumas, as we say, um, in the field. But it's also, I've been utilizing it with all of my clients, regardless of whether they have or um, whether they identify as having had big T trauma, we can all really benefit from EMDR. And like I said, we'll go more into that um, in future um, podcast episodes. I won't go into it too much now, but it is a mindfulness practice and another way to really integrate the somatic experience of our bodies with um, mental health and emotional health. So that's kind of sort of uh, sums up my um, background and experience clinically. Over the last few years, my interests have evolved as I've entered motherhood and started to face a whole new set of personal challenges myself. Um, the biggest thing that has helped me sustain my career choice in being a therapist and um, helping others heal emotionally and relationally uh, has sort of been this humbling process and reprocess of constantly 
coming home to myself, as I put it. Um, you know, as a therapist, your own stuff is constantly brought up. And in order, I believe, in order to really continue to progress clinically and personally, we have to face those things and deal with those things when they come up. Um, and by the way, it's kind of the same with kids too. So I've, I've been in and out of therapy my whole career, um, really since my, my uh, early 20s, um, before I was even in this career path. But now that I'm, I'm in motherhood, I'm pretty entrenched in it. Um, and I really realized how hard it was. I um, felt this calling to kind of shift gears a little bit and more intentionally work with mothers and with maternal mental health. Um, as somebody who has had some history of pretty serious depression, of anxiety, of my own eating disorder, um, formerly, I really saw how how triggering motherhood was for all of that. Um, pregnancy, my, both my pregnancy, pregnancies were extremely difficult mentally and physically. Um, I had a really hard time coping and all of the stuff I had dealt with in the past that I thought was like kind of packed away ne- nicely and neatly in a little suitcase over there uh, really came up. And I think that's really common. And um, I think mothers, whether or not you have had a history of mental illness, need more support and more education and more awareness um, and normalization of that. So with that, I've really, um, along with being committed to protecting and preserving my own mental health, um, while also being the mother that my children need and deserve, um, I've really kind of taken this opportunity to follow my my own personal path and um, trust that things are going in, in a direction that they should be for a reason. So I still work with eating disorders. I still always will. It's a huge passion of mine. It's obviously it's something I've been through myself as well. Um, and I feel like I can really understand. I also am really excited to be working more with moms and maternal mental health and perinatal mental health and pursuing more of that formal training as well. So when, when we, when we step into our mom's shoes for the first time, we ignite a whole new reborn version of ourselves and it can be shocking. And there's a lot of loss that comes along with that. There's loss of friendships. There's a loss of relationships and maybe not even loss, but change of, of those relationships. And so along with, you know, becoming a mother and with this whole, you know, people say like, you know, your heart grows 10 times as big and that is so true. And, um, you just become this new version of you that you didn't even know could exist. And it's beautiful. And and it's also really sad at times and really overwhelming. And there's a lot of grief that comes with having to, kind of say goodbye, whether temporarily or permanently to these parts of ourselves that become buried or lost in that process. And here's the thing. I know my children will not benefit from being raised by the empty, selfless, fragmented parts of me. So through my own training and my own personal work, I've really learned to stick around and buckle up 
and continue growing and shedding and pruning and regrowing and shedding and pruning and regrowing. Um, and it's uncomfortable and it's painful and it's humbling and, and I'm not doing it perfectly and there is no perfect way. And, um, I really just want to encourage other mothers to feel empowered and feel safe to do the same. And that's really what Jenny, Dr. Jenny and I want to help mothers to do, to have a space to come to when you're broken, when you're blooming, when you don't know if you can take another day um, of it. We really, we want to be here to not only provide you with the information you need to be able to thrive and to survive and get through the hardest days, but also to celebrate the wins and the victories and to talk about what you're grateful for and um, not be judged either way. And we really want to honor, you know, these different different decisions that, that we may make for our families and our children um, and respect, respect each other, ultimately. <sighs> Got a little emotional there. So as hard as it is, I know that this work is going to benefit the generations to come. And when I look back, when our mothers, when I say our, I'm speaking mostly to the millennial mothers right now who are kind of in this phase. Um, currently, our mothers really weren't given this resource. They weren't given this permission to be authentically broken and to <sighs> heal, to heal their own stuff. And it's not their fault. And you know what? We're going to do things wrong that our children are going to correct us for later. And Blake, if you're on a podcast one day when I'm in my 60s, I hope you feel safe enough to talk about what I did wrong. And, um, no one is perfect and we're all doing the best we can with what we have. With that said, many of us were raised in a generation where motherhood was defined as um, selfless and sacrificial, which of course sacrifice is part of motherhood, but self-sacrifice, complete self-sacrifice serves nobody, not you, not your children, not your partner, not the world. And so we're seeing this big reframe of that right now. But that definition of motherhood that many of us were raised in and, and then thus uh, internalized as what we should be as mothers now, we've really seen in, in the field and in the research leads to, has led to a lot of broken relationships with uh, between adult children and their parents. And again, we'll speak more about this in future episodes but there's a lot of resentment. There's a lot of um, loss of real connection in, in families where mothers were socialized to be selfless and um, to really sacrifice everything and, and all these parts of themselves and their authentic selves for their children. So like I said, sacrifice, of course it's involved. I mean, you cannot you cannot become a mother without sacrificing something. It's just like biologically impossible, but we cannot afford to lose ourselves. So I can't wait to help you bring yourself back into the forefront to transform your life and your well-being as this new, brand new 
beautifully broken and blooming maternal version of you. I'm so, so, so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be in your earbuds. If you're listening, thank you. There's so much more to come. Dr. Jenny and I have so much we want to talk about and we want to not just talk at you, but talk with you. And if you're interested in coming on the podcast to join in the conversation, please let us know. There will be a little closing at the end here to let you know how you can find us and contact us. I humbly offer you my therapeutic and clinical knowledge. And I'm also here with you on your level, meeting you all where you're at. Thanks so much for tuning in with us today. If you enjoyed this episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps us know which conversations you're needing the most. And we'll keep bringing you new episodes every week. So hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for any links or resources that we mentioned. We're on this journey with you. So be sure to find us on the gram and TikTok. Plus, go to bloomafterbaby.com and grab our free guides on all things motherhood created just for you. Breathe, be well, and keep growing, mama.